like me as the voice of Leafs Nation, man. I, I We just can't do this much longer, honestly. And I, I got no issues with the players, man. I hope the top line contributes a little more. Like, obviously, we've been asking for it. They didn't do it tonight. They didn't do it. I put, I don't know how much money on it. It doesn't matter. They didn't do it. I, they better come through in game seven, man. Honestly. We like, we need them. We need them. We got no other choice. Like, I don't know. How, how, like, two games in a row, you come back to tie and you lose an overtime like that. Like, we f- dominated the overtime. Jason bleep out that F word. I don't know. But we absolutely dominated that overtime. I mean, we were all over them. And Carey Price did us in. But, man, it's just hard. It, it's it's like, what else can you, this fan base take, honestly? What else can they take? Like, how did Winnipeg sweep Edmonton? That's the, well, How did Winnipeg sweep Edmonton? And we got this shit. That's what I want to know. It's it's hard to deal with, man. But <laughs> you're damn right. I'll be there Monday night, man. I'll be there. I hey, if there were fans in that building, I'd be in that building. I wish they'd let us, and I'd freaking bang on the door to, to get into the f- Scotia Bank. But man, please, just I hope they do it. I'm sure uh, Joe and Jason are gonna have a great pod here. I don't know if they're gonna start off with this or whatever. What point in the pod they're gonna play this? But man, it's just. That was, a hard, that was a heartbreaking loss. What is there to say? We got Monday. Let's see it. So what did I say about the Dermot and Sandine thing? I don't want to be too hard on Keith. I think he's a good coach. He made this himself. He made this mess himself. He jerked around with the lineup when it didn't need to be jerked around with. We said it on the pod. That's one of the things I wish I wasn't right about. But we were f- right why did he jerk around with the lineup tell me guys just tell me i'm gonna keep my glasses on this entire episode because i want to stay as in disguise as possible if it wasn't for the you know audio quality i'd wear a mask too because i don't want anyone to know that i support this team i don't want anyone to know that i like they're gonna look at me like what's wrong with you that you like it's, it's like bashing your head into the wall going ow that hurts and then just doing it again that's what it feels like at this point, supporting this Leafs team. And I understand Josh isn't here. We have Jason here. And he was saying, oh, the negativity on the, on the Leafs. Tour. I, I totally understand it. I mean, 2013, we got, we got let down. 2017 wasn't quite a letdown. We'll give them a pass. They were young on that one. But 2018 was a total letdown. 2019 was a total letdown. 2020 was a total letdown. And now it just feels like we're going back to that. We're going back to the... like. We have one more game to win. However, doesn't this just feel like a, a, a prime Leafs game to lose? Like... What are your thoughts on this? It's it's like oh shit, here we go again, you know. Pretty it's, much. It's like how many how many times are we gonna go into elimination games and I don't even know. Like we, like yeah, we played well like sometimes, but there were other times like m- during the first half of the game we played like garbage. And it's like what what is like what's going on? Why are we the best team in the world when we're down two goals, but when when, when it's tied we can't even put together we can't string three passes together. Exactly. We have a chance the, the sorry, we the Leafs have a chance to end out the series for two games in a row and they show up smaller than small to start the game. If Jack Campbell is not your goalie and we'll get more into his performance later, but if Jack Campbell doesn't play the way he does, 
in each of those games, it's 5 nothing to start the game. It was 0-0 going into the third period because of Jack Campbell. The rest of this team was sleepwalking. And I understand there are injuries being dealt with right now. However, the top line of, I'd say, top 20 forward, two of the top 20 forwards in the league, Will Nylander's a very good player too. He... Not to criticize him too much, but mainly when I'm going with Matthews Martyr, they didn't play well to start the game. And the power play has honestly been so incredibly frustrating. They've gotten so many good opportune, uh, op- opportune, I'm missing a word here, but whatever. <laughs> and it, where it just feels like, hey, the, this could break open the game, a goal right here. And they fumble the puck around like, like, I don't even know what to say. They fumble the puck around and they suck. How about that? And then I don't understand that the like the whoever's making this decision, Joe Thornton on the top power play, the horniness over that is incredible. Like, why is he getting so much power play time? What has he done? He has zero power play goals. How many power play assists does he have even? Like, this is getting ridiculous. What a way to start off the episode. So blah. Garbage. Garbage. What are your thoughts? What are, uh, are your grievances, Jason? I don't even know what to say. I'm trying not to be negative. I'm trying to stay positive. But it's hard. It, it is hard because it feels like you look at the first line and it feels like they, they get chance after chance after chance and it's just nothing's going in for them. And I, I don't know why that is. I, I really don't. And, like, yeah, people are right. Production matters. We need production. Like they they have decent production. They like Matthews Martin each have four points. That's it's okay in six games. Like not the best. Definitely not near what they average in, in the two season. Two games where they could have ended it out. Uh, like yeah, I, I just know hasn't been enough. Zero. Like has Matthews gotten? When was the last time Matthews got a point? It's been two two or three games. I think I don't know. Was it game three? Probably game three or four. We'll yeah. look that up. Probably should have that information in front of us but it's so incredibly frustrating that you have the opportunity to go to the next round to send it off and you just don't yeah in the last one two three four games Austin Matthews has one assist and I don't even think it's a primary assist he has a primary assist on Zach Hyman's goal that no it was a secondary a secondary assist so zero primary points in his last four games yeah, he, he does. He does have to be better. And um, in the series, over six games, he has points in two games. Yeah, it's tough. Like, the puck's got to go. I was defending Mitch Marner. I was defending Austin Matthews. Like, they, the, they have been generating chances, which is good to see. But eventually, something's got to drop. And I felt like tonight, though, was not a good night from Austin Matthews. Yeah, I, I don't think it was. I didn't notice him at all. Yeah. He, he's getting physical, which he, is good. Yeah, and maybe that's part of the reason he's like leaving his uh, game too much. Maybe he's trying to go out his way to be too physical. Maybe he's focusing more on going into the corners and trying to hit a guy or two or instead of, I don't know, opening up. I don't know. I actually have no idea. I'm not trying to say that yeah. push that as a narrative or anything. I understand but what like, you're saying. I, 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 I'm trying to come up. i got to rationalize this in my brain somehow. How, well, how is this happening? This guy just scored f- f- at a 65-goal pace. How is this even happening right now that he can't even – 
shut down by Montreal. How many times this year did he just torch Montreal? How many times has he torched in his career? I want to know what his career stats are against Carey Price. I have, a, I have like a nine-minute highlight video from before this season he, of him scoring on Carey Price. He undresses, excuse me, like, he undresses that guy. Like he, 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 he makes him his kid. He made him his kid in the season. It's, it's and it's the, all of a sudden the playoffs come along, and I, I, I don't know if Carey Price. He he found his old stash of Michael Jordan's water bottles, like. But he's just rejuvenated his career. He's back at it again, and he just he's dominating us. I don't, I don't awesome. even know. I don't know what to say because it's so frustrating. It's like, yeah, we give our, our our guys shit, but it's like, how the like, who who like, could anyone do this? Could anyone actually score on him? It's, like, it, it is wildly inexplicable that a goaltender that got outdueled by Jake Allen this year and had a like, barely over a nine hundred save percentage is now putting up this kind of performance. And, I mean, at, what, 30-whatever years old, he's finding the fountain of youth after he was out for a good portion of the regular se- the end of the regular season and then had to go to the AHL for a conditioning stint and then all of a sudden comes up. Is it Carey Price or is it the Leafs? And, like, they're just easy to re- I don't. I have no idea. It is getting so hard to rationalize what is going on with this team because – it's two years in a row where it's the big dogs are getting all these chances and nothing is dropping. Nothing at all. Let's get, unless you have some more. I, I just want to say, I, I, I know it's like a different team, different group, but every year, every time it seems like we have like, okay, we, we addressed the problems that, that haunted us last year. We went out, we got the depth, we got the, 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 the defensive, uh, the, the solid defensive players. And, and every time there's, Somehow a new problem that comes up, and I, I just don't understand how that's possible. Every, every year it feels like it's something different, and we've done everything. It feels like we've done everything to try and address these problems, and it's just like, what more? What more can you possibly do as like as a group? Like it's like we've tur- we, so much roster turnover in the last four years. It's been different groups every time. It's like we 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 like what are we supposed to do? What what is there left to do? Honestly, what is there left to do? Let's get into. Sorry, I'm just not. No, even it makes sense. sense. It makes I, sense. I like we I'm addressed just... every single. You checked. There was a. There was boxes to be checked in the off season after last year's Columbus loss. That was a right side. Right side defense. We were lacking totally in that five on five monster. Five on five monster on right side D, which we got in TJ Brody. Some more veteran leadership, which we got in Simmons, Thornton. Brought back Spezza, Bogosian's been decent third pair kind of guy. Um, and then on top of that, as I mentioned, yeah, the grit as well in Simmons, Thornton, leadership in those guys as well. And now it's just like, to be on a rational point, like John Tavares is not playing in the series. That's a huge impact. Jake Muzzin got knocked out of last game after the second period. He was not playing, which you suspect he was a little bit injured beforehand, which makes sense as well. I saw another... Uh, speculation on Twitter that Matthews re-aggravated his wrist injury. That was a theory. Interesting. Plausible. So, like, it's just, it's it's all these little things. Even last year, Jake Muzzin out game two. And then in the in game five, uh, what's his name? Barry gets knocked out early as well. It's like, it's so many things that it's just like, how can you plan for this? How? Why does it keep happening to the Leafs of all teams? Honestly, if it weren't for the Raptors championship, like being a Cowboys and a Leafs fan is just so miserable. Just give me one, one win, just one, like a team that it's like, yeah, they're good. Nope. I'm stuck with this nonsense. It's apparently 
let's get into some DMs. Um, I didn't even I don't even know what the question was. It was just mainly like, hey, air your grievances out in the DMs and in the comments section. So let's get to the first one. Uh, Sal, uh, who I actually play hockey with, went to high school with. Let's hear what he's got to say. Two two voice notes here. Mitch Marner needs to pull his head out of his and get back to his dishing ways. I repeat, Mitch Marner, pull your head out of your ass and move the fucking puck. Fair. One more. Austin Matthews, not sure if you're aware, but we're actually in a playoff series right now with the Montreal f***ing Canadiens. Um, where the f*** are you? Fair. Fair. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Harsh. Fair. But fair. <laughs> uh, we got one, Gianluca. He's a Habs fan. This will be interesting. I didn't preface this one, but uh, let's go. Well, Dick, Habs are the best there is. There ain't nothing else about it. I wake up in the morning, and I pretty much piss excellent, so <laughs> go Habs, go Habs and seven, baby. Okay. I mean, okay. Break off. <laughs> um, I'll answer that one later. Mark, I was asking, he, he was saying, he wrote in a, a lot, and I said, can you put in a voice note? And he said, I might actually light my phone on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I played Junior B. Couldn't have scored more. The uh, Mats at the NHL. I don't know, buddy. I don't know what that says. But he was saying Matthews is playing all right. Marner's dog piss. If you make eleven sheets a year and can't play in the playoffs, rather not even have you on my team to begin. What's the big deal if you score forty-one and fifty-three? If you're dog piss in the playoffs, and then he said, "Hey, goalie needs to play for Marner next game." I suck. I have no coordination <laughs> i would not be able to play for marner but thank you I, I i honestly like i get it like nothing's on off the table right now with how how the Leafs played but like i like uh, am i like i think marner hasn't been that bad guys like obviously like reg like it w with regards to expectations you but want him to be better is, but he's a top dog he was what top 10 in scoring top yeah. five i want to say scoring in the league this year and then you get this it's like what we're getting goalied, honestly. That's like that's. I I just want to say we're getting like he has ch he's gotten chances where prices. How many times the can you about. say oh we're getting goalied? It's like <laughs> hopefully <eventually> only three. <laughs> you got like <laughs> the puck's got to drop. I don't know. I don't know how. Like what configuration you have to make, but something's got to give here. I saw an interesting suggestion before I forget it. Chris Verstig, who I've mentioned. Verbeauty, who I've mentioned a thousand Come times Come on the before, pod, Steve. Yeah, um, was saying TJ Brody on the top power play. He's got a good shot, Love it. good puck Fuck mover. It. Why not? Even people Fuck were suggesting. I, I heard a couple suggestions. Jake Muzzin on the top power play, which is not possible now because he's injured again in the playoffs. But I think either of those would be a good suggestion. Add a little, a little nice one-time option. Good puck movers as well. Why not? Uh, we'll get into another one. I may have a quote for tomorrow. Loss for words tonight. Thanks, Vittorio. <laughs> <laughs> still waiting on the quote. <laughs> I'm still waiting. That was last night. 
Uh, Nick Guida, I was telling Josh this the other day. It doesn't make sense. Oh, you know they can play well. They just don't. I mean, yeah. Put the, that on a plaque. <laughs> <laughs> but hang it up. Hang the it up Dumas in the era, Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs. You know they can play well. They just don't they have something written above <laughs> the, the the their entranceway in the dressing room. That's <laughs> what they need to put there instead. We play. We can play well, but we don't. Like when it matters. But give us Winnipeg in a, a freaking nothing game in February, and we'll beat the wheels off of them. Not a voice note. This is Alex. Uh, he sent me something else. Anyway, it was, oh, he sent me a tweet about Mitch Marner, which is probably pretty accurate from Nick D'Souza, but not a voice note, but just a general observation. But it's funny how this generation of superstars is looking more and more like a bunch of regular season prima donnas who will put on a show for you, but won't win a battle in the playoffs. But where I counter that is I can pull plays from this game where it's like, they're not like turning off of hits. We've seen them mm-hmm. do this in the past Yeah, when yeah. they were much younger. We haven't seen it in a little while. We've seen them engaged in battles in the corner, especially Mitch Marner. I don't want this to get lo- like people. Oh, he, he does. He, they're not physical. They're not engaged. Like, yes, they are. And William Nylander, who has been traditionally, who's the go-to um, like scapegoat kind of thing for that. Oh, William Nylander's soft. He doesn't care. Blah, blah, blah. Like, what happened on that first goal from Spezza? Why was that a goal? Why did the Leafs end up with the puck there? It was because William Nylander attacked Joel Edmondson in the corner, got stick on puck, and then threw his ass into him. And then Kerfoot was able to intercept it because he gave a good bad pass because of William Nylander. And then the number one thing that you need was a good finish from Jason Spezza. Like... They're engaged. I don't know what's going on, though. Like, it just seems like two games in a row, the issue has been we haven't noticed them. They had, like, nothing's being produced. They look off to start the game. I don't, it almost looks like they're not taking warm ups and then just hopping out there. And it's like, all right, like, we'll find our legs later when we're down by two or three. But, oh my God, I didn't do it again because my bet 365 account is literally at zero right now. I have a pending bet. For the Leafs to win the series. So if they lose, I will have zero. And um, we won't be able to get into gambling diaries at all. <laughs> but, yeah, like, this is just getting brute. I I don't want to say, like, it, 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 they just seemed off. I don't want to say they, like, I don't, I don't quite agree with that. And, like, the people picking on Marner, it, it's, it's mainly William Nylander fans, I'm finding. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's that are the, trying to make so up weird. for it. Like... It's okay. so weird by dragging like that's that's the one thing I'm not liking about the wit like you can criticize Marner sure but if you're doing it because you feel like the way Marner is playing in this series would and if Nylander was playing like this he would be getting criticized that is the most ass backwards excuse me I'm swearing this is the most backwards ass backwards logic and reasoning to have on earth like do you support do you want to support this team or do you only want to support William Nylander let me know before you do this. Like, are you a William Nylander only fan, or do you like the Leafs? I get it. You're not happy when people treat William Nylander poorly, but you are just perpetuating the stereotype of Leafs fans just whipping and crapping on all our players over a five game stretch where they don't play well. It's just obvious. Like, you're gonna get criticism everywhere. You're gonna see it, but like, you'd think that those people having experienced it with Nylander would be better than that. Yeah. 
am I expecting too much out of people to be better than that? Like, am I, is that like, like there are some actual like legit prominent scouts on Twitter who, who were saying this is the, the, the uh, extent of the Marner this series. He's a bo- making bonehead plays, stupid plays. Like, if this was William Nylander, he would be getting tore. Like, what are you saying? What are you saying? I'm sorry. No it doesn't make any sense. They, the arbitrary, oh, if they make more than $8 million and aren't producing the playoffs. What, are the, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you just, what if they make more than, than 6.9? Are you going to set the cutoff there? Why are you, why are you, where's this cutoff you're coming up with? Why is it eight? It just doesn't make any sense. You're better than this. This is a call out to you who is was there when William Mean when the, the branch float landers came out of nowhere and said, I, Oh, we don't like William Neal. We don't like William Neilander. You know what? Be better than them. Don't be like them. Be better. Yeah. Sorry. Makes sense. <laughs> I think um, I think you speak for a lot of sensible people when it when you say that, but I, I, so someone quote tweeted a tweet I had from 2020. It was Mitch Marner blocking the two David Pasternak point shots in the dying seconds of game three. And then they quote tweeted saying, looking for this kind of effort from Marner on Monday night. The effort is there. I'm finding with Mitch Marner, it's the mental side of the game. Like it, it feels like sometimes when he gets the puck in good opportunity spots, like there was the opportunity at the end of the first period. He walked in, had an odd man rush. He slowed up, was looking for a pass there, didn't quite get anything, and then put like a like a kind of half wrist shot on net, and it got deflected. And it turned out to be a good chance, but it was like it just felt like like your controller was dying on and <laughs> off, and it was like okay, like. Do something like rip it. He's got a decent shot. He, he scored twenty over twenty goals this year. He does. I was actually looking at like uh, career player cards and looking at. Uh, I, I'm not trying to compare Nylander and Marner, but I was just looking at the two, and they basically shoot the about the same and score on the same rate. It's not to say that one gets better tr- chances or one has a better shot, but like just looking down, if you're going to break down five seasons into just shots and goals. Nylander and Marner are pretty similar. Like they shoot, they 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 both yeah. find ways to score at, at, at a similar rate. And, and, and it's like Marner can score, you know. Like let's not get it. He can score, and it's like I just don't know why he's not. Scoring. I don't know why he can't score. I don't know what's and, going and on. You you mentioned the the, the opportunities they've gotten has been great too. Mm-hmm. And, like, and and I just wanted to say something. Like it's like we're still we still have that Marner. Marner two minutes before the, the overtime goal literally faced a puck. Blocked the puck with his face after I forget who it was gave it a horrid giveaway. And he, he laid his out body on the ice and face first in the puck, blocks it, and we, we, he's trying. It's not like he's not trying. We're, we're yeah. still like we're, we're, it seems like he has the weight of least nation over his shoulder every, every play he makes. It's, it's he's like you can almost see the weight on his back when he makes a play. He's almost like he it's almost like there's his thousands head of back pe- and it's like yeah, wreck. Can't I understand that. Can't buy yeah. anything. Um, Sorry. another DM we got. I can't believe we're going to game seven again. Agreed. Um, do you break up the Marner line for game seven? Who plays Sanding slash Dermot? Also would love to hear from Josh. Well, he's not here. Where all his, this high level analysis was when Jason and I were playing for him on the select Rangers. <laughs> Who's that? Still. still <laughs> um, that is kind of funny. I, it looks like Sanding and Dermot 
are both going to be playing. It seems like unless Ben Hutton draws in. Or or yeah. or maybe sh- we we roll with thirteen Marty forwards and Marin- Sheldon Keefe is Marty Marinson comes <laughs> oh, back. Oh God! Oh, if I have to see Martin Marinson oh, playing another elimination oh, game, God. I will move to an island that does not have electricity so that I can't watch this team anymore. I don't, I'm just done with Martin Marinson. He's a good AHL player. Keep him there. I don't want to see him with the Leafs anymore. This guy just like every I don't know why is I I, I don't I don't get it. I I really don't get it. Um, do you break up the Marner line for Game Seven? I I don't even know. Maybe I feel like you add Nylander to that line. Maybe, but but then does that get rid of like the offense from the other line? Yeah, Probably. Like, I I honestly uh, maybe we'll get into lines later. But I like Kerfoot and Nylander together. Like if we like I I I know like I don't think they do. So I'm just gonna say I don't. Yeah, hundred percent do not think they do from a logic standpoint. And we'll get in we'll get into this more with if you're Sheldon Keith kind of thing, but all of a sudden in game seven, now you're going to switch it up. I don't feel like that's the right play. Um, I mean, look what happened. We switched it up game five last year. What happened? Fart noise. Um, <laughs> didn't work out. We somehow so went you, down three. You do need a spread of offense through throughout your lineup. I know you would like to load up. Like yeah. I just mentioned, load up that top line, but I think Sheldon Keith did do, do a good job of, occasionally throwing Nylander onto that line a yeah. few times just to get, to get that extra oomph. However, keeping him there will ruin the flow of offense, I feel like. Kerfoot has been good. However, William Nylander has really, really helped him there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having those two lines separated like that will really bring a good spread of offense to the team. I would like to uh, – actually, we'll get into it later. <laughs> Got to stop myself. <laughs> Too many things to say. But the short answer – no, don't break up that line right now. Um, but we'll get into it more in a second. Um, what's it called? Jake Ventresca. He was at this game. Oh, my gosh. I'm he was sorry. at this game. He's a I Montreal Canadiens oh, fan. Okay. But he was at this game, and he said it, it was crazy. Can't believe the Leafs didn't win, though. Price won us that in OT. Carey Price I, won oh. you that game. He, like, just ice in his veins. <laughs> I can't believe how much bad – like, he was on the decline. He has ha- he has not had put together a good season in a few years. He's aging, so like, wouldn't logic kind of point towards? Yeah, he's not going to be that good in this series. Like, just this whole life is just stupid. I've had enough of this. Logic makes no sense, honestly. Um, <laughs> Lucas Ortega said, "All hope is lost, man. Enough to make a man cry." I agree, Lucas. And I think you're a few years younger, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Someone else responded, Goff, because I direct messaged the Pope saying, why does Goff hate the Leafs? It meant God. And then the worst was, and I tried to, like, back it up and go, oh, no. Um, what's it called? I tried <laughs> to say it's just Jared Goff, I meant, but I spelled that wrong, too. Just a tough night. A couple banger tweets, but I spelled so much wrong. <laughs> I suck. Um, should the Leafs break up? John Paul Mediotis asks, should the Leafs break up the top line? Willing to go f- as far as to say as separate Matthews and Marner because Dano has had both of them in his back pocket all series. Minus game two, I think Matthews had three points. I know it's drastic, but still they're doing nothing. Assuming it goes to game seven, should clarify. That was at 10.05, so I think that was during the game. Uh, la, 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 la. Honestly, I, I was looking into Dano's stats last night, and they're good, but they're not like... We're st- they're not exceptional. It's it's not like we're 
when we're on the ice, we're not generating any expected chances. Like we're still able to get like good expected like chances, but it's just, I, I, to say this has been frustrating. Is it's just, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it, it's an understatement. It's a wild understatement. Um, but yeah, I think that goes through. I, I think we've aired out all our grievances. Um, a hundred percent. I think both of us are going to say, what do they need to do better in game seven? Show up for the first period. Yeah. I don't know. Pretend like they're down two goals. Yeah. Just honestly, yeah. I'd actually like. To, I'd actually go to the NHL and ask if we could start the game down two zero. Yeah. I think we'd do better that way. <laughs> I think we'd end up winning a hundred percent. Like just ridiculous. No, we need for game seven. A couple, a couple fans in the building. Oh yeah, I Betty think I'm Ford. gonna uh, open us, open up, open it up, buddy. Open it up. If not, I'm gonna be banging on the doors. Oh, maybe yeah, from outside, <laughs> yeah. start throwing stuff at the building, a couple <laughs> rocks, and increase the atmosphere a little bit. Maybe do a live stream and just have us yelling obscenities for the full game at them. Honestly, I think we should. I think we need to give Steve Dangle a break because that yeah. guy is honestly going through. He's gonna lose his like, vote. Uh, I don't understand. Like in five years, Steve, like your vocal cords are gonna be gone, brother. <laughs> Dude, not even that. Like his his heart. He's, he's gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> like I'm gonna just say, he's gonna have a heart attack. Okay, I'm sorry. Dude, you're a dad now. I, I love. We love Steve Dangle here. You know, he's at the uh, end of he's a great season, guy. I his think grind Sportsnet, is insane. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love Steve Dangle, but at the end of this season, Sportsnet needs to send him like on a four month European vacation just to let him <laughs> decompress because you're, like you're just dragging the egg. Steve go on national television and just showing his frustrations to the world, airing out his frustrations to the world. Oh God, <laughs> but. Yeah, positives from Game Six. Now we'll get into some more positives. What, what did you pull away from Game Six? Just if we could just play like we did in the like in overtime for the entire game. Like, is that a positive? Is that a negative? I don't. know. We played fantastic in overtime. We we dominated them. We like. I was utterly shocked when they when Kak and Yemi scored. I I like, I. I my heart sank. My body just like felt like it was collapsing on itself. But positive, positive. Um, yeah, we played really well in overtime. Other than one bad giveaway, it just shows you how cruel hockey can be. Yep. Um, what a stupid sport it is. Like, I mean, we were like, we were getting demolished, and I, I guess it's good because we were we were getting honestly shown up. We were getting absolutely destroyed, and we were able to, you know what, pick ourselves up and and try and come back, even though we didn't successfully do it. I don't know how many times you can come back from. I, I, I there was a tweet like they always put together these tweets with just random nonsense about, uh, like oh like in elimination games in down three zero down two whatever. It's like I think this is the first time a team has ever come back like been up in the third period and then like has come back and then ended up winning. I don't even know what the stat was, but at least we're like coming back. We're doing the first part right. Let's do the second part right. Like, regardless know. from this, apart from this series, Montreal's ability to hold the lead has been a travesty. That's horrible. Horrible. However, the Leafs' ability in the past few games to get a lead has also been a travesty. But we're talking about the positives right now. Um, I think we'll mix in the positives with our Dion's. Our Dion's <laughs> are going to be our three stars for the Leafs for the game. If you have a better name for it, Dion Phaneuf, number three. Um, we were looking through some other ones. Joel Quenville and Jim Benning also wore number three for the least, which is pretty hilarious. But right now we're going to call it our Dion's. If you have suggestions for other names for three stars of the game for the Leafs, let us know. Um, but 10,000% Jack Campbell. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just get past the first. We already know. Everyone, everyone listening, you guys above. already know. Like Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell has been a rock for the Leafs this past series. I think that it, it doesn't look like the prototypical, the goalie standing on his head kind of performance. However, it is. And I want to say his rebound control has been spectacular this series. The play where it was a three-on-one. The Canadians got a three-on-one, and Tyler Toffoli had the puck. And he ripped, tried to rip it, Chet, on, on Jack Campbell. He stood the... It's like someone was criticizing me for saying it was a good save because, oh, he just stood there and he stopped it. Like, okay, well, that's goaltending, you idiot. <laughs> like, if he went down and it went in, like, that's a good shot. It's a good goal. However... The ability to have the mental fortitude, if that's the right word, I just wanted to throw in a big word there, to stay standing up like that and make that blocker save and put it into the corner is absolutely incredible. Like, it was such a good save because your natural reaction is to go down on a shot, especially when they're in that close. He stood he stood tall, and he put that puck into the corner. There was a couple other great saves that game should not have been 0-0 going into the third. Jack Campbell has held the Leafs in it two games in a row when they've been down and or when it's been tied 0-0. Like, he has been incredible. I can't say enough good things about Jack Campbell. If you are looking to criticize Jack Campbell, especially in game six, give your head a shake and try watching the game. Because he, I saw some... It was Marty Biron, too, that tried to criticize him for game four. Oh, he didn't look quite... No, 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 no. Those goals in game five, why aren't the defense picking up? The, you're, it's a four on two. How are you not picking up a guy in front of the net and allowing these rebounds out? I felt like that was just trying to push a narrative there. They needed something bad, negative to say about the Leafs goaltending. So they had it saved in their drafts, and then they, they decided, ah, he let in four. Let's throw that one out there. <laughs> but, yeah, I might I might go after every single media outlet that tries to criticize Jack Campbell after games. Right, rightfully so, he's been great. Like I guess I don't know. I honestly think on the on, on oh, the, the goal, the first goal, the one that we challenged, it was tough because literally, what what is goalie interference? I don't think anyone actually knows exactly no, what the rule is. But I don't think is. he had a chance. On I that I, one. I know, but but I think honestly, like if it, it was just it was just it's just tough because like what what was he supposed to do there? Like. Toffoli was in his way. It's like, if, if, what was he supposed to do? Take Toffoli, like, absolutely try and dive through Toffoli. To get to, it, it's just tough. It's tough. You can't really blame him for any of these goals. It's like, it's just tough. I don't know. Um, I know. Ridiculous. But, so, I, and, it, I, I don't think that was goalie interference on that yeah. goal. 100%. It's tough because if the puck went in a second later, then yes, it is goalie mm -hmm. interference because Jack Campbell was able to recover and tr uh, make an attempt on the save. However, he didn't quite recover in time, so it was it was an empty net, and then they just yeah. put it in. Uh, I felt like the vibe was you have to challenge it. Maybe Absol there is something there. And to give up two power play goals, <laughs> <laughs> what luck. Like our, power our penalty kill has been incredible all series, and then you give up two like that in the, thir in the third, that's tough. That's it's tough. tough. Um, it is tough. They honestly need to get rid of that rule about like challenging getting a penalty for it, like, at least in the no, playoffs. It, I think it makes sense. But you do, you, wanna, I, do you not only have I, – I, we only have one challenge, no? think so so then why why are we penalizing people for challenging it's like, ridiculous challenges to stop because then you could just challenge every single goal no that's that's true that's that was, true that was the rule and that's like people were getting fed up with 10 minute challenges i agree if yeah you, if you're if you're not certain like 
Like it's like in football, they take away the timeout if you lose a challenge, yeah, right? But, a timeout but, in football is huge. You can't take away if you take away a, a timeout in hockey, it's nowhere near as important. A penalty though, like makes you think twice. Yeah, that's true. Right? I I think just I just feel like it's a little harsh. It's ridiculous, but like especially down in the third period to, down the you stretch, you need to like, penalize a team for making a challenge and losing. You're wasting everyone's time. Get on with it. Uh, so first star, Jack Campbell. Yeah, a hundred percent, far and above. Second star, what do you got? TJ Brody. Uh, TJ Brody, nice pick. Good game all around. Scored. Um, he was great defensively. I, I don't know. He did all the right things, which is seems like we always, feel, feels like we always are doing the right things. Yeah. Um, Him and Morgan Riley have just been outstanding. Yeah. And and defense. and they're going to need to step up even more than they already have. Oh, I know they. Yeah. I know they've stepped up, but they but like probably going to be without Jake Muzzin next game. They they're going to need like. We're already asking a lot of them. They're probably going to have to play 30 to 40 minutes next game. Like, yep. like seriously. 34, 43 for Morgan Riley, yeah. 31, 18 for Brody. Un unreal. Like, that's that's huge, tough minutes there. Um, my second star of the game, Jason Spezza. Yep. I can't say enough good things about Jason Spezza. The goal that he scored just got him back into it. Uh, like, I don't know if he's playing so little minutes because he – physically cannot play more but he is so good and so valuable Honestly. to this team yeah. that if you were to play him second line it would make so much sense however i don't like it feels like that's just such an obvious play however i think physically he can't do it yeah maybe <laughs> that's my that's my only guess because he is so good and he would fit so well with Nylander Kerfoot on mm -hmm. that second line oh, yeah. and it worked and they scored <laughs> So, I would like to see more of Jason Spezza. Yeah. However, I don't know if you physically can see more. We we have so. uh, we have the the home advantage with the change. Yeah. So I wonder if we're gonna like honestly like every offensive zone draw we've been putting out uh, when we can we've been putting out Matthews Marner uh, Hyman. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Spezza JS out there. Yeah, Spezza Nylander, yeah. and Kerfoot if they if they're gonna throw out Dano in the defense. It seems like they're literally throwing out Dano every defensive zone draw honestly as well, which is. Crazy. Like kudos to him for being such a a workhorse in the back end. I wonder what I wonder what, how much money he's going to make next year. Side little side That'll tangent because he's a yeah, free agent. He got a, a little unlucky in terms of the scoring. Yeah, but he's a fantastic defensive player, and I feel like uh, I don't know maybe Florida would be kicking tires. I don't know how much oh, yeah. money they really have. They got a decent amount because they got a lot of guys on one year contracts. I love looking at Cap yeah, Friendly. especially Vegas would be a good oh, yeah. fit. However, Vegas, <laughs> Winnipeg, anything like that. However, cap. Vegas just has like yeah, I don't understand. Pretty the sure they're over the cap. Like I think they're like Remember at the Tampa at the Bay, end yes. of like the off season, it was like oh they need to trade Flurry. They're <laughs> way way over the cap and then they just never did and then yeah. nothing happened and it was like they put him on waivers. No one claimed them. <laughs> they put him on waivers? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I don't know. I think so. It would make sense. Yeah. They were trying to package him with a second-round pick to get him out, and now he's a Vesna. He's <laughs> <laughs> Vesna-worthy this year. How wild is that? But he was making so much money. He was on the decline. They have Robin Leonard, who's a great goalie, too. So it made sense at the time, but enough about that. I don't know. Vegas is probably going to find Yeah, we'll pay you $10 million, and then they just go into the season. It's like... You need you need to be under the cap, Vegas, and they're just like, oopsie, sorry, and just leave it at that. Just just write the NHL a note. This is sorry, sad face. Sorry, we are not. At least Tampa was like, oh well, well, Kucherov. Yeah, yeah, he has an injury. 
maybe Victor Hedman will have that same injury next year to keep them under the cap. But um, I don't even remember where we... Oh. Stars. uh, Sorry, Finuffs. Yeah, or Dion's. Or your third star. My third Finuff is... uh, I'm going to give it to Kerfi. Like, I've just loved his game all series, honestly. He's been kind of a rock uh, for us. And um, I don't want to criticize Felino because he's tough. He's been hurt, right? And he's been hurt since uh, since the, like since regular season. But you know season. he's been hurt, and you put him on the yeah. second line instead of Kerfoot. It's, it's a little weird. Like, yeah, yeah. I felt like that we could see that switch next game. Yeah, that'd be an easy switch to make. I yeah, but I agree. I um, like Kerfoot. Yeah, has been great. Mine was going to be, um, I was gonna say, um, what's it called? T.J. Brody. You already had that one yeah. as your second star. I mean, can't say enough good things about him. Um, additionally. Uh, my honorable mention, William Nylander, I didn't think he started that well. There was a couple yeah. micro good plays, st- um, stealing of the puck, but like it was just a lot of like not quite there yet, not quite good enough sort of thing, but neither was the whole team. But in the third period, I think he really stepped up his game, and like he was a big factor on that first goal, and he started buzzing. And when he gets going, he just brings such an – energy to the offense it's it's like to have him going like that has been such an asset we just need i don't know like hopefully martyrs martyr matthews can get like that because the puck's been finding the back of the net for willie i have no reasonable explanation why it's not going in for martyr matthews yeah right i mean people criticize matthews only has one goal well one of william nylander's goals he literally smoked it off the inside of the post <laughs> and gave nylander an empty net yeah. like it's just been that kind of series for them but yeah that was uh that was my honorable mention my my top three 100 campbell spets and brody yeah and then yours were campbell brody kerfoot campbell brody kerfoot makes sense small honorable mention for pierre engvall who's yeah. honestly been playing really well since like and i i, I think he's been we kind of the theme of these like just he's not giving up anything mm-hmm. yeah and the theme of these like uh past few podcasts we've been doing is like good depth, depth. bad depth yeah depth and um angval's definitely been on the good depth for almost every game he's, he's played. been 100 percent what so, you need the third line yeah, to be in that absolutely. being a shut down pair a shut down line and unfortunately they haven't found quite found the back of the net yet however he's been solid and i thought he was good last playoffs as well um he was playing fourth line tonight. I want to be make sure I'm 100% correct on that. But I'm going to look that up. La, 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 he, la, he bounced between the f- fourth and uh Yeah, he started third. on the fourth like... line and he brought that he brings a speed element that then you mm-hmm. can pair slower skilled players with him yeah. and create a fantastic mix there, I want to say. Like him and Spezza low-key work very well together mm. like they do exactly what you need the depth to be doing. So Pierre Engvall, I, I 100% am with you on that one. Um, if you're Sheldon Keefe, lineup changes for next game. We got a lot of, do you split up Marner's Math- Marner Matthews? And I think I know your answer to that one. I honestly, like, I've, I'm leaning towards no, obviously, but maybe i don't know pull out the vitamix blend it blend it all up like i i don't even i don't even know what the right thing to do is maybe here. for a shift or two like yeah they have last change offensive zone maybe instead of throwing up marner matthews you go matthews nylander or you go marner spezza yeah something like that maybe like switch it up maybe the, like don't the the lines that you put out for the game i wouldn't split the, up marner matthews however 
the your utilization of them throughout the game, maybe mix it up here and there. Yeah. Get get an idea of what the what it's like with them apart from one another. Because Mitch Marner is a fantastic playmaker. Maybe put him with another guy on the team that has a good shot. Yeah. Like we saw what Marner can do with you remember Kadri and Marlowe. Oh, yeah. Marlowe's first year. Marner was getting dicked around by Mike Babcock. Um, and then he gets finally gets put with that line. Those two guys were having bad seasons prior to being paired with Marner. They both ended with over a point per game yeah. in their time with him. Coincidence? Uh, I don't know. There, there's this weird thing that happens when t- people play with Marner. They tend to have career years. I don't know what it is. Exactly. I don't know what could possibly be leading to that. I don't know if it's... Maybe he's a good player. <sighs> like, that's a... Sh- I don't know. It's tough to say, right? <laughs> I'm, being I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so changes it. to the forward lines. I think we mentioned Kerfoot. Uh, and f- I would switch Kerfoot for mm-hmm. Lino. And it's like, do you like uh, uh, Ilya Mikhaev? Like, are we getting to the point now where maybe do we even want him in the lineup? Like, I, I guess the only other guy who to, to draw in is really Riley Nash. Does that add more I'd stability to our team? Over Riley Nash. Yeah. Like, who? But who do we? Joe, Joe Thornton, another guy who's been bad depth for us. Like. I don't. How do we feel about him? Like I I know they have a rock hard. uh, uh, They 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 love Joe Thornton. So horny for him. Yeah. No Um, idea why. I don't know. I don't see any other. I I would just see Kerfoot Felino maybe switch in there. Um, Maybe even like put Felino with Spezza Thornton and then move Pierre Engvall up. Like something of that. Just a, a minor change I see happening. And then on defense, obviously, I don't see, I don't foresee Jake Muzzin being ready to go for Game Seven. Yeah, so no, we see Sandy. I think Dermot. we gotta assume Muzzin's out. Yeah. So it's yeah. Sandy. Dur- yeah. Um, I think Sandy Dermott goes. And if that's the case, uh, I guess Sandin Sandin or sorry, Dermot Hall, Sandin Bogosian. You think yeah. that's that's going to be the case? It's going to be something like or, that. Sandin third pairing, Dermot second pairing. Um, the only thing I think we see more double shifting of TJ Brody. Yeah, he's a left right. he's a left handed defenseman mm-hmm. plays the right side. Mm-hmm. He could easily take some more shifts on the left side. Yeah. And we did see him do that as we, I think everyone predicted he would do, in Game Six there. But the the only thing I'm worried about if they do that is I do like I I Morgan Riley's been great. I want to preface that Justin Hall also been pretty good this series. I like the way Justin Hall plays. He's sound defensively and he's got yeah. really good vision. He can move the puck off the ice really well. But for some reason, I feel like whenever those two guys are on the ice, they just do not do well together at all. I, I feel like they're Riley Hall. Yeah, I think they keep Riley Brody yeah, together. I know, but I'm just saying if if, if Brody Hall were to come off and play some like shifts oh, lefty, and they're gonna I have to like you, you know mean. what I mean? Like I'm just just makes me nervous thinking that small thing. Yeah, hopefully it won't come bit, come come back and bite us. But it's like Keith is in a catch twenty two because what what is he supposed to do? Like there's yeah. there's you can't really have any li- any combination off limits in this yeah. scenario because there's <laughs> his first two playoffs. You're like your number one D goes down in one of them. Then your number your number two center goes down in another one of them. And then now you're again Jake Muzzin back down. Uh, like just wasn't Riley also hurt for that series last year? Was he? No, he no? was coming back. He came. He back all came from back from an injury. injury. He, was yeah. all good. he missed most of the regular season. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. with an injury, but interesting. All right. So now let's let's close off with some rat race. Number one, Dermot played well. Yes or no? Yeah, I'll give it to him. Like he messed up at the end, but we can't converted like, you. Here, here, here's the thing. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna 
defend Sandin and say you can't boil down an entire game into one play, then I got to do the same with Thurman. I thought he played, he played okay. He was steady. He was he was good. They didn't score when he was on the ice, which is important. But there were some times he was getting a little bit worked by their forwards, which is tough. But I don't. Th- but he also generated all- some decent plays on the offensive zone. There, I mean, there was one where he cut to the net. He didn't get the greatest shot off, yeah. but it was a decent offensive play. That, that's and I feel like that's partially my issue with Thurman is that like he does like get those like good like he does do the good things sometimes, but then he also like. Sometimes just out of nowhere, just makes those silly, like, m- like honestly, mistakes. Like he and yeah. we weren't. I'm not. Ta- and I'm, I'm when I say that, I'm not even talking about the uh, what happened in overtime. Like there were a couple times where he had like some clear outlet passes to forwards, and he just iced the puck, which is something he is kind of prone to do. So it's and that's like never good, especially with a third pairing D where you kind of want to protect. It was a missed. It right? was a missed pass. I don't. Know. I didn't think it. Was, I thought. I thought it was an over look. Fair, I mean, fair. It was a missed pass. You take yeah. it for what it is. I, yeah. I, I like to step. I'm not a Dermot truther I, or a Dermot. I don't know. Fan no, truther. Kind of thing. I don't one, hate yeah. Travis Dermot. I just look at him for what he is. He's a good third pairing guy right now. Yeah. If you move him to a different team, such as Ottawa, Detroit, something like that, Seattle, give him more minutes put full confidence into him maybe he turns into something else however you can't do that in toronto right now it's just we're not set up for that we're not i'm not ready for to go through a full season of the travis dermott experience well, sorry to cut you off but we're gonna get a full game of it probably so yeah it'll be interesting is he's a, he's probably gonna be the guy slaughtered in the top four top so. four yep um so let's keep it quick quick That's right. all right uh you're wor- worried about game seven is that the question yes of course how are you not? You would have to. I'm sorry. If you have been following this team since at the bare minimum I'm going to set as is the first year 20, 2016 when we were, uh, sorry, 2016, 2017 when we played Washington. How can you not be nervous in an elimination game, in a game seven? It's it's, overwhelming. It's, yes. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> you'd have to be insane not to be. I'm sorry. The fact that they push it to these elimination <laughs> games and loses is just incredible. The odds of this, I don't know. No, the odds of this, I actually, I was, I, I was looking into. So the Leafs are 0 and 7 since 2000, and, since the lockout. Essentially, the Leafs are 0 and 7 in 17 years. They are 0 and 7 in elimination games. Okay, that is one. The chance, the, the probability. So let, let's just say in elimination games, it is a coin flip. Okay. Let's just say you are coin flipping seven games in a row and you are losing seven times in a row on a 50% chance of winning. The odds of that are one, one in 128. That is 0.7% chance to happen out of all outcomes. We are living in the universe that is potentially 0.7% probability. And if, God forbid, whatever, after next game, 0 and 8 is 03 0.3% chance probability, and we live in this timeline. I know these are supposed to be quick, but I'm just... It's a little tangent of, like, it's it's insane the probability of these things. And, like, honestly, I... I All right. Next one. Were Matthews and Marner at least okay tonight? I think they were okay the entire series. Sorry, I'm being a little loud now. I'm, I'm yelling. They're, I think they're okay the entire series, but is okay enough? I think that is the... No. Be- like I think that is the question, and clearly it's not. Um. Yeah, the, my my take on it, they've been okay, but you can't get okay from your top guys. I mean, like how many how many team like you need someone to drag you there, and it can't be William Nylander, Alex Kerfoot. You need some sort of like 
Now it's been, you need some sort of secondary scoring because apparently your primary scoring is William Nylander, <laughs> Alex Kerfoot, and Jason Spezza, yeah. which is just absolutely wild. Those are our top dogs now. I think that's what we have to refer to, and depth is now Marner and Matthews. Yeah, my explanation, to death. The eff- <laughs> it's not the effort. It's the mentality of it, it seems, mm-hmm. of the game, and that something needs to drop for them because you, it's absolutely unacceptable that they go game seven, that they go pointless in game seven. That's just out of the question unacceptable. You cannot defend that. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. You cannot. I don't care how positive you. You cannot defend a zero point game seven. Yeah. Um, Morgan Riley has been the best Leafs D man this series. That's a tough one because Brody has also been fantastic. Yeah. So I, I'm. I, but you know what? There were there were. A, I think yes the. Or no. Yes, Morgan Riley's been the best defense in this series, and we've come a long way since then. I like I like being wrong, guys. So you know what? I'm, like, I I I had a lot of doubts about Morgan Riley. He's stepped up in a big way, and I'm proud of him for doing that because you know what? I love being wrong. Please make me wrong more. I like I I I don't like. I don't want to be like the guys who hate on Willie Nina, guys who hate on Mitch Marner. You know, like some guys deserve criticism. And if they prove you wrong, you know what? You should admit that you were wrong and they did prove you wrong. And you know what? Morgan Riley has absolutely proved me wrong. And that's it. He's been the best, best, honestly, maybe the best player in this series. Best guy other than Jack Campbell, maybe. I agree. Morgan Riley is one of the best offensive defensemen on the Leafs. Uh, His big issue has been defense. However, you have not seen that issue um, this, this series. He's been solid both ways. Number one for me. And then, obviously, TJ Brody has also been a rock. That pairing has just been phenomenal. Yeah. I think that covers any, everything. you have anything else to yell about? I just uh, – the only thing I want to th- – the only thing I'm thinking about right now, which is probably something I shouldn't be thinking about, yeah. is the, the, the narratives we're going to have in the oh, offseason yeah. is just – My gonna... closing thoughts are it's not over yet. We still have yeah. one more game. As scary as it may be, as – frustrating as this whole thing has been we still have one game left and what i'm holding on to hope is vegas blew a 3-1 lead boston blew a 3-1 lead in 2013 did they yes 2013 and in 2018 yeah and look what happened wait no we blew the 3-1 lead in 2013 didn't we no we didn't we were down 3-1 oh we were down 3-1 we were down we were up 4-1 in game seven yes it's not over till it's over it is that's all i'm gonna say and we'll, if uh, if they if if some negative outcome happens after Game Seven, I'm not going to say what that negative outcome is. We will book our flights to the other side of the world and live with no technology. I'm going to become a monk, shave my exactly. head. Exactly. I think yeah. Give I up technology. I'm just like honestly like it's terrible to say like I love sports it does a lot for my life but it's just like you yeah. gotta you gotta wonder what I could have done I don't think I can become a monk the monastery would look <laughs> at my Twitter account <laughs> you're going to hell pal <laughs> just the amount of time we dedicate to this though it's so grueling yeah. it's like oh my goodness it's like insane all right <sighs> thank you everyone for listening try not to lose your mind um, go Leafs go question mark <laughs> I I guess I don't know do you you gotta go out you gotta go out there and do it for JT no JT no no muzzin like. Please, 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 please. Even if like JT just like suits up, does the Stamco, suits up and sits on the bench. Yeah, That's honestly, all we need. Play one minute and score for us. Like, <laughs> fuck. Like. <laughs> That'd be nice, eh? All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care. For JT.